ബിസ്മില്ലാഹിർറഹ്മാനിർറഹീം ജാഹിലൂന <coughs> This is chapter 25, verse 63. I'll read the last part again because I misread it. Izaha pabahumul jahiluna kalu salama. And the servants of the beneficent are they who walk on the earth in humility. and when ignorant address them they say peace <clears throat> the next verses chapter verses are from chapter 31 verses 18 and 19 wala tu saqir ഫിൽഅർദിമുഖിക <coughs> ഫൗതിക്കോട്ടിംഗ്ലിഷ്യോർലി അല്ല ലവ്സ് നോട്ട് എനി 
self-conceited boaster and pursue the right course in your going about and lower your voice. Surely the most hateful of voices is braying of asses. Sadaqallahu lalihulazim. This is the first anniversary of the events that uh, took place in Washington, D.C. last year at uh, the inauguration of uh, President Biden when uh, Capitol Hill was attacked by uh, a whole crowd. And uh, I've recited these verses because such events take place because there are some people who are arrogant and boastful. They cannot see how anyone can disagree with them. And in fact, the first lesson in Islam that we have is the lesson of humility. Remember the story of creation when God told Satan to prostrate, to bow to Adam. And Satan was arrogant and he was boastful and he said, why should I do that? Why should I bow to uh, uh, another uh, uh, creation? I'm superior to him. You can see that this is the attitude that leads to these problems. And just like Satan fell from grace, people who are arrogant fall from grace. The purpose behind this story, because the Holy Quran revealed by Allah and Allah has a purpose in telling us these things. People just take them as mere stories to be recited and elaborated and, 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 and so on. The purpose is that the first lesson taught to creation was of humility and humbleness. And if you're arrogant, it leads to your downfall. It doesn't matter whether you are an individual, whether you are uh, uh, a country, whether you are a nation, or whether you are an organization, whoever you are, whatever you are, it leads to your downfall. And it's not just the guidance in the Holy Quran that tells us to be humble. I mean, after all, well, we'll come to this uh, 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 in a minute. Uh, <clears throat> um, perhaps I deleted that by mistake, but let me say this now. 
that uh, our worship is called ibadah. Now, what does that mean? That means humility. So, all the time, in every worship, we are saying, trying to tell ourselves, our souls, our psyches, that we need to be humble and how humble we are. Ibada, it means to be humble. Well, let's take the example of the Holy Prophet Muhammad. He was never arrogant. He didn't go around boasting. He didn't say, I'm the Prophet of Allah. This job is too inferior for me. He cooked. He mended his shoes. He mended his clothes. He cleaned his house. He washed his clothes. He washed pots and pans. He dug ditches with others. And so did his companions. And so did early generations of Islam. In fact, at one point, one time, someone went to see him and he was uh, preaching Islam to some chiefs of Quraysh and this humble person, this blind person, kept on interrupting the Holy Prophet because he was blind, he didn't realize what the Holy Prophet was doing. And the Holy Prophet became irritated as, uh, at these constant interruptions and turned his face away. And God had admonished him that the blind man came and you turned away from him. And the Holy Prophet had to ask that man apologized to that man and explain what had happened. This is in the Holy Quran. But there are many other examples. Muslims marched out to give battle at Badr and the Holy Prophet arranged the army and a man went to the Holy Prophet and said this arrangement is it divinely ordained? And the Holy Prophet said, no. I thought this was the best arrangement for the army. And that companion, suggested that, well, different formation might be better. So what did the Holy Prophet do? The Holy Prophet said, why? And the man explained. The Holy Prophet didn't say to him, I'm the Prophet of Allah, God speaks to me and I've arranged it this way. Who are you? Who are you to tell me to rearrange the army? 
He said, you're right. That's a good idea. This is what we will do. And he rearranged the army. <clears throat> you see, once you become arrogant, your mind is closed to anyone else's suggestions. You think I am high and mighty. I know everything. I am the best. Who is this person or that person to tell me what to do in this situation? Hazrat Umar, he was leading an army to Damascus and uh, his uh, assistant was Abu Hazrat Abu Ubeda. And as they reached some water, Hazrat Umar got off, took his shoes off, tied the shoelaces together and put them on his shoulder. Then he unburdened his camel and he led his camel into the water and started to wash it to cool it down. And Hazrat Abu Abada was amazed and he said, O Mirud Mominim, how can you be so humble in front of all your men? This is not just being humble in private. There's a whole army, 50,000 people watching you. And you take your own camel and you start to uh, wash it. What did Hazrat Umar say? Hazrat Umar said, Woe to you, Abu Obeda, if only anyone else other than you thought this way. Thoughts like this cause the down will cause the downfall of Muslims. Don't you see? We were indeed a very lowly people. God raised, God, God raised us to a position of honor and greatness through Islam. If we forget who we are, and wish other than Islam, which elevated us, the one who raised us will surely debase us. This is the man who is the ruler of the whole of Saudi Arabia, the whole of what is now Israel and Jordan, all the way to Syria in today's geography. And he is washing his own camel. And he's saying it is Islam which teaches humility that made us great. And if we forget this, then God will forget us and we will again be humiliated. When Muslims had attacked Jerusalem, the church fathers there, they said, well, uh, we are happy to hand over the keys of the doors of Jerusalem, but there's one condition that your leader, your king, must come in person to collect the keys. So when this message arrived in Medina, Hazrat Umar set off and he had for uh, Jerusalem. He only had two things, 
one camel and a slave. So it was decided that they will take it in turns to ride the camel. You see, people talk about and criticize Islam for not abolishing slavery. Here is the head of state accompanied by a slave. There's only one ride. And the head of state shares that ride with the slave. Was this done by the Romans or the Greeks? Or the plantation owners in the United States? No. Slaves were not human beings with any rights. <clears throat> and that was what was said by uh, uh, a man who be badly beat his slave. And when a lawyer took him to court, his stand was, well, this slave is my property. If I take an axe and destroy my table or my chair or anything in the house, will you bring me to court? It's the same. He's my property. I was angry. I beat him up. So what? But here is the head of state sharing his ride with his slave. And when they arrived at Jerusalem, it was the slaves turn to ride the camels. And Umar was walking, Razila was walking next to the camel. And people who saw it were amazed. They didn't know who was riding and who was uh, walking. So they went and started to pay their respects to the slave until people pointed out that uh, the slave wasn't the head of state, it was Hazrat Umar. And the people of Jerusalem were amazed by this example of humility and humbleness and equality. And that is the point. That is the point. That humbleness and humility leads to equality. Otherwise, on some basis, whatever it might be, you become disunited. Because you know, it doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to get promoted. Because of your religion, your sect, your color, your caste, your creed, whatever. So why should you bother? All discrimination is based on arrogance. Whatever discrimination it may be, it may be because of uh, uh, your color or your family or uh, uh, whatever else it might be. Or the size of the house where I live. And this has been said to, to someone. He was proposing something that was patently, um, well, not a good idea. And I pointed this out. And he's, he looked at me. And he said, I have such a successful business. I have such a big house. Do you think I got those 
by uh, uh, coming up with ideas that are not good and then that are not correct and that don't lead to success. So it's had to be. This man was arrogant because of his business success. This man was arrogant because of the size of his house, the size of his businesses, whatever he did. Arrogance closes your mind to the truth. And there are many examples. There are many examples. Here's one from physics. In the days of old, it was thought that light consisted of particles. It's like a series of footballs following each other. And there was some evidence for that. Uh, like reflection and refraction and, and so on. Which showed that light, yes, indeed, could be a series of particles following each other. But then there was a guy called Huygens, I think he was Dutch. He observed some other things called interference patterns, which could only take place if light behaved like sea waves, waves cancelling each other out. And he put this forward. And Newton rejected that idea. He said, no, 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 no. I'm a great scientist. I've been given all these honours and everything. And that idiot from Holland, whom no one knows, and no one knew Huygens, he tells me that I'm wrong. You see, Newton's arrogance was based on his faith that everyone regarded him as a great scientist, as a great physicist and, and, and so on. And yes, in many things he was. But then he had become arrogant and that arrogance had closed his mind to new ideas. And you sometimes come across such people. In my professional life, uh, I was in, in court talking to, to someone and uh, etc. and he asked me something. And I replied and he turned around and he looked at me because he didn't like my answer. And he said to me, no one can teach me anything about the law. Well, fair enough. Why did you then ask? That's the first question. But you see, that means that your mind is closed. Arrogance has closed your mind. And as I said, its disadvantages that uh, this discrimination, this arrogance leads to discrimination, which leads to disunity. Because people then belong to congregate together. I belong to this caste, I belong to this family, I belong to this sect. Others are going to discriminate against me because they think they're better than I am. So whatever happens, we've got to stick together. 
for our own survival. And that, that can be any characteristic, as I, uh, as I said. And the color can be uh, language, can be caste, creed, religion, sect. These days in the West, we have Islamophobia, which is exactly the same thing. And over and over again, we read and uh, uh, <clears throat> about uh, riots and things that take place. And people are saying, you know, oh, we want, don't want Sharia here and we don't want Islam here and so on and so forth. I'll mean, give you one example. They object to the early age at which girls are married off. They don't have to be married off, at which Islam allows girls to be married off. Uh, it's a whole topic and I'm just summarizing it. Um, not very accurately. But anyway, did you know that until I think it was 2018, parents, this is in the United States, parents could marry off their girls at any age, 8, 9, 10, 11. Even now, out of 50 states, in the United States, there are only five in which underage marriage is a criminal offence. A new bill is going through uh, the American Senate or Congress or something to make uh, uh, underage marriages a criminal offence uh, and so on. But the point is this, that when you become arrogant, then you stop looking at yourself. And you just want to find something wrong with other people. And that stops your own progress. That stops you from improving and becoming a better person. And at the end, I want to share something with you that makes me really sad. That these days, Politics has become such a game that you have to be arrogant and boastful to get ahead. People who are humble, people who display humility, they don't get anywhere in politics. As we can see from various examples, uh, um, in, in, in the West. And that is a major reason why the Western society is facing difficulties and maybe this may be the cause of its downfall. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'ani lazeem wa nafana wa iyaakum bil ayat wa zikril hakeem innahu ta'ala jawadun kareemun malikun barrawfur rahim
There are some people just finishing off their sunnah prayers, so we wait for one minute while uh, they complete before we start our uh, faraz prayers. So I hope you will bear with us for uh, one or two minutes. <coughs> We are just waiting if you just join us. Ready? Okay. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashadu Allah, Ilaha Illallah, Ashadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah, Hiyala Salah, Hiyala Al-Falah, Qad Kamati Salat, Qad Kamati Salat. الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين 
الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله استغفر الله كل Thank you for joining us for uh, our Friday service. I think it's the first Friday in 2022. And uh, I pray and I hope you will join me in my prayer that Allah may be merciful and keep the whole of humanity safe and free from harm. And we soon overcome the difficulties, that is, humanity overcomes the difficulties it is facing with various viruses and so on. Yeah. Inshallah, as I said, uh, 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 as I always say, uh, our next broadcast is tomorrow at 1 p.m. on pure discussions on uh, WhatsApp. And then, Inshallah, then Monday 7 p.m. Urdu 7.40 p.m. English. Monday to Thursday we'll have our normal broadcasts. Please do join us if you can. Assalamu alaikum. Khuda Hafiz. Goodbye.